This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. You don't really remember those few thousand dollars that you've spent, but you do remember and cherish those incredible images that you have in your folio box or in your album that are going to stay with you forever and they are going to stay for your children. You know, we're trying to actually create art and art has its value. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. My guest on the Portrait System podcast this week is Oksana Kami, and she is a photographer in the suburbs of Chicago. We packed in quite a bit during this episode, and one thing that really stood out to me is how well Oksana has done with using a private Facebook group for potential and past clients. She gives us a ton of information about how she runs this group and how she gets people to join. We also talked about the importance of mindset and how this has helped her business so much. On top of mindset, giving her clients a positive experience based on each client and their own personal story has helped Oksana grow her business tremendously. It was an absolute joy to chat with Oksana, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Okay, let's get started with Oksana Kami. Hi, Oksana. How are you? Hi, Nikki. I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I'm really happy to talk to you today, and I can't wait to uh, answer any questions you might have, and it's an honor for me to be here. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. And like I was saying before, we were supposed to have you on a long time ago, and something got totally screwed up on our spreadsheet. So I'm just happy we have you on now. So it's been a long time coming. (laughs) All right. So we have a lot to talk about. I'm really excited to hear your full story as well. So let's start with tell our listeners, where do you live and what do you focus on mostly in your business? Absolutely. So I live in Chicago suburbs. I have a studio in northwestern suburbs of Chicago in Palatine. And uh, I am concentrated on uh, portraiture. I call it 
intimate, dramatic portraits. <laughs> it includes uh, both magazine-style portraits and something that is similar to boudoir. I say similar to boudoir because it's not exactly boudoir. So it's more about feminine energy and showing women in connection between their bodies and their feelings, their emotions, and their soul. This is very important, and I'm trying to work with that and have two different parts of my sessions. So normally we start with the you know, beauty part, or I would say posed uh, portraits that are similar to magazine-style portraits. I completely, you know, take care of the posing, of the lighting, and this is the part when women start feeling comfortable in front of the camera. And once they are comfortable, we go to the different part of the session. It's not called that, but I call it that intuitive movement. Mm -hmm. So I turn on some music and I still show them what to do, but they already feel comfortable and they start moving and they start to express themselves. And a lot of my clients say that this part of the session is healing for them. So it's yeah. it's a combination. <laughs> yeah. When you described your work as dramatic portraits, I can totally see that. Like scrolling through your Instagram, I definitely, I can feel the, the drama, not the drama in like, oh, drama, but like dramatic, just kind of powerful images through expression and through movement and yeah, it, it really, I can feel that. Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, it's important um, for my clients. I have a feeling like I attract a certain type of uh, clients. And uh, for them, it's not necessarily always about being photographed, you know, like smiling or laughing. Sometimes they cry in front of my camera. Sometimes they show their, you know, story through their facial expression and sometimes there's almost no expression, but you still can see a lot of depth in their eyes. And when they move or when they tilt their head a certain way or when they touch, you know, their cheek in a certain way, it, it just adds up to that emotional uh, whole image. And mm -hmm. that's what helps them to, you know, to remember who they are and their story that not necessarily has to be told um, with the words, you know, like, okay, this happens to me and this happens to me, but you can still feel it. And the feeling is the most important for me and I believe for them as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and I'm wondering if with everything that is going on with, you know, you're from, okay, for our listeners who don't know, you're from the Ukraine, and a lot of your family is there, including your mom. Yes. And I'm wondering if the type of work that you're doing, and like you said, just, you know, sharing the story and, and feeling powerful and all of that, if it feels even more important now with everything that is happening in your home country and where your mom is. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, our backgrounds um, have a lot of influence on what we do as artists. And uh, there's also this quote or thought, uh, opinion that artists don't really take photos of, you know, other people. Like each their portrait is a self-portrait in a way. Mm -hmm. But I, I also feel like people do you know, 
feel if this artist is right for them and that this exact artist can help them to discover themselves or rediscover mm-hmm. themselves, see themselves in a way that they haven't seen themselves before, or maybe they want to to unlock some powers they have inside them. And what is going on in Ukraine, uh, definitely it has a lot of impact on how I feel and how I see people and the world around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard, but it also, I feel like it adds to my experience and it adds to the experience of my clients, even when we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah, there there can be so much just emotion and power in in photography and art and to see yourself in a way that maybe you haven't seen yourself before it can be just really life changing absolutely you know some people say like i've had clients who would come to my studio for their reveal they would look at their images and they were like okay i uh, you know i made this life changing decision just right now <laughs> so I feel like, you know, this is the the best thing that could happen to you when someone sees themselves as something much more than what they've seen in themselves before. And that helps them to move forward or to make a very important decision in their lives. And mm-hmm. I don't promise that to my clients, but when this happens and it happens often, it just makes me feel really, really good and happy about what I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Oksana, so in general, what type of client comes to you? Like, do women have something to, to celebrate or they, do they just want to feel beautiful? Like, what do they say to you when they want to book a photo shoot? So most of my clients come with a lot of experience in their lives and they have stories that um, are very deep in a way. They've came through a lot of different challenging times in their lives. And some of them do feel great. They, they tell me, now is the time when I finally uh, feel amazing about myself. I've come through all of this and now I'm ready to celebrate myself and to celebrate my story and celebrate who you are. But uh, more often I do uh, meet clients who need something extra to feel the power within them. And that's why they come and do their sessions with me. They also want to feel, I believe they want to feel the God inside them. I know it Mm -hmm. sounds, it, Mm -hmm. it probably sounds, you know, a little too much, but this is what I feel. I am not sure how to describe it more. They want to feel that power, that light, that inner knowledge they have, and they want to see themselves like that. And some people tell me when they look at their images, for example, if some, if an image is hanging on their wall or if they have this beautiful folio box or an album, they look at those images and they remind themselves each day that, yes, I am more. I have this power within me. I can do this. It's not that, you know, today I woke up and I feel whatever I feel 
because we have different emotions and different challenges each day, but I still have this power within me and I remember about it and I can move forward and do whatever I have to do and live a beautiful life. Yeah, yeah. How do you incorporate all of this into your marketing? Like, what are the strategies that you use to get clients into your studio? So um, before the war started in Ukraine, um, I did have a lot of clients who were Ukrainians. I'm not sure if you know, but here in Chicago, we have a really great Ukrainian community. And people know what I do. And obviously, friends saw friends' images and they wanted to go through this experience as well. But um Right now, after the war started, everyone is concentrated on, you know, helping Ukraine and their families in Ukraine and the Ukrainian army. So it's slower right now. So I thought I do have to find other ways. So I just started to actually work with a marketing team. They are building my ads on Facebook and Google and we'll see how it goes but we have different ideas on what to do. And I start getting more American clients and I love working with different people. It's just so interesting. And I love seeing different people with different backgrounds and different cultures. It's just so, so interesting. It inspires me all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh, it's so interesting how, you know, anything can happen. Like, little did you know, eight years ago, you started your business eight years ago? So it's hard to tell when I start a business because I feel like my business is going on for probably last four to five years, actually. Before that, I was doing photography and I thought that was business, but actually it was not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And we'll get to that in a second. We will get to that in a second. But, you know... Four to five years ago, even, you didn't expect to have your community just completely ripped apart by war. And even even your community in in Chicago, you know, they might not be in the Ukraine, but still, their lives are just in turmoil. Absolutely. And so it's like, oh my gosh, we never know what could happen. And having kind of multiple streams of things, whether it's income or different types of clients or whatever, even though we don't know we're going to need it, it really can be important. And you're you're a good example of that. Yeah. You know, it's it's very important for us being um being in this industry and considering ourselves as artists, but also we want to build a business, it's important to understand that things change. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, you have to always be ready to pivot, right? You were talking about it with other photographers, for example, when the COVID started. And there are different things that you should be ready to change uh, while you're in this industry. And it's it's important to stay calm and believe in what you do and keep pushing and just know why you're doing what you're doing. I feel Mm -hmm. like because I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, even if it's challenging, I still get clients. And 
we've had this conversation before. You know, the more tense you are on something, the less likely you will get what you want. And the second you um, you just relax and trust the world, the universe brings you whatever you need. So I mm-hmm. feel like when I am relaxed, the universe just takes care of me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I do mm-hmm. still have to be ready to change things and to, for example, with marketing, when you are not able to go to networking events because, you know, there was COVID, you have to work on your presence online. And because I'm an introvert, I do love online <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it also is important for me to, to talk to my clients through what I write. And I feel because I, I write some things that um, are more about, you know, inner world and how people feel and what they can feel during their sessions. And when they have those portraits with them for life, this is what brings them to me. And it might not be everyone because I'm not, you know, very... Uh, hey, let's do this and celebrate, Mm -hmm. you know. It's more about something that we don't sometimes even want to show to the world. Uh, But once you're ready or once you're curious enough, you just do it. And then I I have clients who are like, okay, that was so great. I can't wait for my next time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about the ad, because I know you said being introverted and love loving to write and that sort of thing. How, how does this ad work, and what have you included in it? So I am not a um, specialist. As I said, you know, I started working with a team. So they actually, they talked to me about um, my brand and what is my main message, what I deliver to my clients. So they actually do the copywriting and they do the ads for me. And yeah, that way I get uh, inquiries and we start talking. So we have a first call where we talk a little more about what we offer and what they are looking for. And once they are booked, I have a consultation with them. And consultation is a necessary part uh, because I do want to find out more about people that I'm going to photograph. It's very important for me to to fall in love in a way with everyone I photograph to be able to create something amazing for them. But yes, ads are on Facebook, ads are on Google. I do receive uh, some organic inquiries just because I, um, start, uh, I'm trying to constantly post on Instagram and Facebook. I also Mm -hmm. have a Facebook group. And to be honest with you, you know, because I've just started with the ads, I am not very experienced with them, but I get most of my inquiries from my Facebook group. So Ah, I do post uh, my work there and I have people, you know, observing what I'm doing there. Some are ready to book, you know, right away. And some are observing for a year or two years or three years, and then they are ready to book. I I don't only post something that is photography related. I also talk to them. I have some fun things going on there and it helps me to keep this community. And sometimes we even talk about 
different topics that um, we are, you know, thinking about or we are worried about or we want to feel better about ourselves. And I feel like it helps a lot uh, for them to see me as a real person, not only some kind of a photographer. So right. the group is a, a big thing for me, yes. Who's in the group and how do, how do you get them into it? So most of the first people who uh, joined the group were my either previous clients or people who were uh, watching my Instagram and Facebook page. So I just invited them. <laughs> they joined the group. So I have this uh, plan of, uh, you know, posting some things like, hey, today is, uh, for example, invite your friend Friday. Ah, <laughs> I also have some smart. contests. Uh, yes, I also do some contests and they can win something, they can win credit, or I uh, offer some little gifts. So this helps as well. And I do have just, you know, incredible people who, you know, they, they tell me like, I don't need anything. I just want other women to be in your group and maybe they, um, they might see it as useful for them, you know, so... Mm -hmm different kinds of things. Yeah. Okay. So do you find that people kind of are in the group for a while before they book or do people tend to book right away? Like, like I just am thinking about even networking meetings where, you know, I met so many people through networking and sometimes it would take them up to three, four years to book me. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've had um, a lot of uh, educators talk about this. So um, from what I understand, there uh, it really depends on the person and how quickly mm -hmm. they make a decision. So I do have people who, you know, they see my work, they're like, oh my gosh, I want this, and they book right away. <laughs> Some people, they want to learn everything. And I've even had people who were like inquiring, and then they were like, I'm going to look through other options because, you know, for some people, obviously budget is important and they go and look through other photographers and they call me back and they were like, well, you know, I've never found anything like what you do. So I just want this uh, and I'm going to book with you. And for some people, they observe my work for, I've had people who were yeah, they were observing for about three years and then they booked because they need that time. They need to feel comfortable and they need to feel that they are ready. And it's, it's also important, you know, for some people, they, they just trust you as a photographer, as an artist. And for some people, it's important to feel that they are ready for themselves or they are afraid to be judged by someone. So they need mm -hmm. to see that a lot of people that they know have done it, so it's okay. So they kind of need a permission, and we work on that in my group. Sometimes we talk about things like that for them to feel comfortable and do it for themselves. And I also, you know, I've met women who, who just say, you know, I don't think... I um, I should do this just for me. You know, we were talking about it a lot. Like a lot of people are like, okay, for my kids, it's important. 
it's important to do a family session, but mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable doing this just for me. And this is what we're working on because, you know, the better you take care of yourself, the better you feel about yourself, the better your whole family will feel, <laughs> even mm-hmm. in that Absolutely. way. You know, my husband always says, like, happy wife, happy life. And that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So if there is something that makes you feel happier, do it for yourself. And trust me, it's going to help not only you, but your whole environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know. I always say, too, happy husband, happy life. (laughs) (laughs) It goes both ways. Or happy partner, you know, whoever. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So. I'm curious, and I know people out there are probably wondering, what types of things do you post in the group to get people motivated to do a shoot? So I do post my work. I feel like befores and afters help a lot because I've had people calling me before and talk to me and they were like, oh, you know, you work with all those incredible models and they look perfect and I'm not that. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> like, it was hard to actually um, make them believe that those are real women that, you know, you can see when you come out of your home and just meet uh, in your everyday life. And Sue talks about it a lot, but I started posting regularly befores and afters. And I feel like people, when they see someone who in a way is similar to them, they trust more and they're like, oh, it might mean that I can look like that too. And I can feel like that too. I also do those um, little, um, I'm not sure if I would call it testimonials, but right after the shoot, I ask my clients to uh, record a short video on my phone when where they will tell a little bit more about why they did the session and how they felt during the session. Yeah, and that's, that's great. Yes. And I feel like, you know, those are not done with the camera and all the production. It's just short phone videos right after their sessions and they have all those emotions. And I've had people who were afraid to actually do it, but they did it and they were like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. This was so fun. I didn't expect that. And even people who let themselves express themselves in a different way, like they had some kind of a story and they cried in front of my camera. And that was so touching. And they they really said that, you know, I, I felt like it was a therapy for me. So I feel when people actually share their experiences and we can see them right after their sessions, it helps other women to want to try that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, one thing I'm wondering, I know you said you do before and afters, but I'm wondering, I'm thinking about something that I used to do on my, when I used to have a blog and then I did this on my email list for a while is I would do, um, like a featured client. There used to be this magazine that I used to read. It was like Us Weekly or something. I don't read it anymore, but I used to. And at mm-hmm. the, on the last page, it said 25 things about me. And it would they would like pick a celebrity and it would be 25 things about the celebrity. And I was always so interested to read these little tidbits about people. It, it didn't matter who it was. I just thought it was interesting. 
So I incorporated mm-hmm. that into my clients and I would I would do 10 things about this client and I would show their photos and then I would have them write me a list like Karen has been to 17 countries. Um she, you know, her favorite food is pizza. I don't know, whatever. And mm-hmm. because I feel like the, you know, you want people to be into your group and spend some time in there interacting with each other. And I, and I feel like that might be a good little addition to do is like do a featured client and 10 things about them because then other people are like, well, I want to be featured one day. People love to talk about themselves, right? So like, mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a fun little addition you could do in, in your Facebook group or if you have an email list or whatever. But people Absolutely. loved it. I feel like those were some of my most opened emails. That's a great idea, and I might try to do it with the lists, as you said. I did it before when I was doing the 40 over 40 project. I would definitely feature my clients and talk talk about them and their stories. Um, it was it was not the list about them. It was about uh, what they came through and uh, how they felt mm-hmm. after the session and why they decided to do it. So I had a list of questions for them that they had to answer and that uh, did help to, you know, to gain um, more attention to my posts. Yeah. Um, I also have this um, campaign, not campaign, I just call it feel your soul through your body. And I talked about my clients uh, when I post something like that as well, if they are okay with me sharing their stories, because I do have clients who want to talk to me about what they've been through or what they feel, but they are not really ready to open it in front of the world. Uh, So if, if I get this kind of client, I will just try to find a way to talk about them without talking about them. So it's more general and more philosophical and less about certain things that happened in their lives. And it's still interesting for people. So uh, I feel like you can um, uh, just try different things and mix them and then... um, the right people will be attracted to different things. And that's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Now, something I noticed about your website that I really like is that you have this kind of pop-up thing that says, text me any questions or what questions do you have? You make Mm -hmm. it really easy for people to contact you. And I think that's important. Do you have a lot of people who use that little box thing? Uh, No, but I do have a lot of people who actually decide to call me. Right uh, from the website. I do have also a lot of people like I feel texts are amazing. So we use texts and people just wanted to, you know, I feel like a lot of people are afraid of phones. And as you know, I am an introvert myself and I needed to work a lot on myself to actually be able to talk over the phone. But um, for some people, it's just easier to at least have some kind of contact before the actual phone call. So I feel like if, if people are talking on the phone in their regular life, they just call me right away. If not, they text me. We choose the best time for them to talk on the phone and then we talk on the phone. Okay. So even though you're an introvert, you don't mind being on the phone? Not anymore. (laughs) I mean, it was not an easy way to be able to talk to people over the phone. 
it's hard for me to even talk to my friends on the phone. I do love talking in person and meeting people in person and even Zoom. Zoom is much easier for me. So uh, right now I have someone who actually uh, talks on the phone with uh, people. So I did it myself before the war started. And once it started, because I was in my, you know, specific emotional um, condition, um, I needed someone else to actually have this first uh, first call uh, where right. they tell about everything and make people excited. So I still do the consultations. And when I see the person and the person sees me, we can have this deeper connection. And it's very, very important. But the first call right now is taken by someone else. So I'm happy about that. But I did learn how to do it myself first. And I, um, to be honest, I, I listened to all the possible ways of talking to people on SBE. I was learning all the possible ways, you know, and all the possible best options, how to, you know, to talk to people and make them excited, but still mm, not be too salesy on the phone. Um, and I learned my way of doing it. And now the person who is doing it, she does it my way, but she, she's actually extroverted. And when I, when we were talking with her, I was like, oh my goodness, if I were the client, I would just tell you, just here's my money. I'm ready yeah. to book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now the person who does this for you, how did you find him or her and how do you pay that person? Like, is it on commission of how many get booked or is it just hourly? We have um, a price for each booked person. And um, I found her on one of the websites. She was referred by other photographers and I contacted her and uh, she, she is amazing. I really love the way she works. And yes, each month, we have a number of clients she booked, and that's how I pay her. Okay, gotcha. That's awesome. All right, I want to back up a little bit because you had mentioned before that the first couple of years of your business, you don't feel like you were really in business. Why is that? What were you doing differently then? Yeah, I didn't know what was it like to be in business. I didn't have any idea about, you know, industry of photography. <laughs> I was thinking that being a photographer is to, you know, post something on your Facebook, then someone is interested and you're like, okay, it's $200. I'm going to go and take your photos in the park. And then I just send you all the images and we're done. <laughs> yep. And then I uh, found, so I did weddings. I still don't consider it as a business because I did it same way. I didn't know anything about products and service, you know, service in a way that we are talking about it now. I feel like my work was good, but I didn't really understand what service is. I didn't really understand what it's like to deliver an incredible experience to a client. I was just taking photos and I did learn that, you know, it's probably not very profitable <laughs> 
and I needed to change something. So I was watching Creative Live and I saw Sue and I was like, oh my goodness, this wonderful photographer is talking about making real money with portraiture. Like, mm-hmm. is this even real? And I started uh, listening to Sue. There was like uh, three days. And then I found her already SBE. And I started listening to everything she talks about. And I was like, wow, this might work. And I didn't have any money at all. I found like a really, really little studio in in Palatine that was... I have no idea how people would go there and they were photographed there because it was like a little corner and they still paid money to me. And I, when I remember about this, I'm thinking about it. Oh my goodness. I had no idea how I did it, but I wanted it so bad that I was like, it doesn't matter. I have a corner. I have a window. I have, you know, some kind of little chair. I have a makeup artist and I have to make it work. So I started working on this. And actually, my first client that was booked with the Seuss system, uh, I didn't have a studio at all. So I would just go to her home and I would take photos in Seuss style and try to do everything, you know, with the consultation and hair and makeup and reveal and deliver the experience. So I know it can work even if you don't have a studio. I just felt like your studio is your, you know, your little space where you create your own energy and it helps people to, you know, to just come and have this time just for themselves and relax and be in this energy. And I have clients coming to my studio. My studio is not very typical to um, other photographers studio. I would call it artistic rather than luxury, but they, they come to my studio and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's so nice. Like I can just, you know, relax and meditate here. So Mm -hmm. I use some candles and I like to turn on a certain type of music that helps them to relax. If they tell me that they love a certain uh, type of music, I will turn it on as well. But normally they are like, I just trust you, do your thing. And that helps a lot as well. And also working with uh, incredible makeup artists helps a lot. So their energy and the way they do their work and the way they communicate with the client is very, very important as well. And it took me a while to find the right ones, but now I work with amazing makeup artists and I'm just so happy and feel lucky to be able to work with them. You brought up so many good points in there that you just don't need a whole lot. You really don't. I mean, that is how I built my business, how I grew my business is tiny little spaces. And sometimes in in the portrait system Facebook group, people will say like, you know, how much space do you really need? And and I was thinking back to all my studios and I had a 300 square foot space for four years. And that mm-hmm. studio was like a workhorse. I had so many clients and made so much money in that tiny little space. Yeah. You just don't need a lot. Yeah. It's more about, and I feel like we've talk about it, uh, talked about it for so many times, but it's important to understand that it's more about how a client 
feels inside your space mm -hmm. rather than what you have. Because like, even if you go to, for example, to a beauty salon, it can look amazing and very luxurious and you have all those little cute details, but then you are met by someone who is like, okay, whatever, just sit down there, you know? And you're like, mm -hmm. um, okay. <laughs> and then you go somewhere and someone is, you know, taking, you, you feel that you are taking care of. This is the most important thing. And you feel like someone is genuinely interested in you and how to make you feel amazing and how to create something amazing for you individually. I think this is the most important for me. That's why it's also the most important for the clients that are attracted to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during the each session, I'm trying to have at least one frame that is completely different than any other shoots I've done before. So it's very important for me to not lose that, you know, feeling of being in love in this person of creating something specifically for this person. And yes, I know there is a certain type of posing and lighting that works amazing for a lot of different people. And those are going to be popular among many, but still it's important to create something very, very specific for each person. And I'm trying to do that with everyone. And in order to do that, I know that there are some clients who are like, okay, I think I don't need to do a consultation. I need to do a consultation. I want to find out more about them. I want to know them. And I want to find that something inside them that will make me help to help them to create something amazing for them. Yeah, definitely. I, re just, I really love your attitude and energy towards it. it. It seems like you're someone who provides really great service to your clients and like give it your all. Thank you so much. I'm really, really trying because to be honest, I, I've been, um, as a customer myself, <laughs> I, I felt different types of services. And to me, it's, it's really important that you feel that someone that you're working with is not looking at you as just, you know, a bag with money. <laughs> You know, that someone actually loves doing what they do and they want to do something amazing for you and help you feel amazing and maybe help you in other ways that you don't even know about. So, and when, when someone just look at, and I did feel as a customer that, you know, sometimes people will look at you and just think, okay, how much I can get from you. And um, this is not the way I want my clients to feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it is. It's one of those things that your clients can feel your energy. <laughs> like they know, you know, like if you come in and you're just having a really bad day and that sort of thing, if we have to get it together, this is a very special, a very special thing for them. Like this could be the one time in their life that they do a photo shoot that makes them feel this beautiful or powerful or whatever it is that they're, how they're looking to feel. So yes, that's very important. Yeah. And you know, on the other hand, I don't mean that I don't value what I do. I do value what I do. I know what I deliver. And I believe that we as artists have to be paid 
And in order to deliver this incredible experience, I am absolutely okay now with charging what I'm charging. And, you know, I feel like my clients value that as well. So it's not like, you know, for example, when I was born in Soviet Union, God forbid to ever happen to any countries like that again. But we were taught that artists have to be hungry. That was the belief I had inside me when I was little. So I am from the artist's family. And uh, this is, I, I also learned art history in Art Academy in Lviv, Ukraine. Oh, wow. Yes. And we had this belief that, you know, most artists struggle and that's okay. Like artists has to be hungry. And then I was learning a little more about Salvador Dali and I was like, Probably not every artist has to be hungry <laughs> to create something amazing. And um, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to learn from Sue because she was the one who actually made me believe absolutely differently and made me believe that, you know, you actually can create even more and better and you can just do so much more if you make money while doing what you love. <laughs> so that was a, a big way for me from going from this belief that artists have to be hungry to believe that, you know, you can create amazing life and love what you do and still, you know, have it as, uh, as your profession. Yeah, I, that that is a really big thing that some people do need to get through. Like, it is okay to make money doing something that you love. Yeah, it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big mindset shift that that people have to make sometimes. It really is. So yeah. Hey, speaking of money, let's talk a little bit about your pricing. Do you do packages or a la carte? How does that work? So um, when I first started, I did everything exactly the way Sue taught. So I had those, you know, a la carte images, uh, 150 per image, uh, folio boxes starting at 900 for six images. And um, now I just felt like, I feel like it's, you know, one image is just really not enough. So I have this minimum of four images for $1,200 and it has to be paid prior to their session. So it has to be prepaid and then they can upgrade uh, during their review. I've never had anyone staying at the $1,200. They receive four digital images in that option. I don't even call it a collection. My collection started $1,900 that includes eight images in a folio box. And I have different collections up to $11,800. So depending on what they want, I feel like there's something for everyone. And I want people to feel comfortable booking with me. And I feel like $1,200 is something that probably almost everyone can let themselves to do. And I feel like most people, when they, they, they have this lower point of 
you know, uh, booking with me. And then when they see the images, when they go through the experience, they just can't stay there. And I don't really do any, you know, tricky sales sessions (laughs) or anything like that. I just show them the images and they are like, oh my gosh, I live only once, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we should definitely shouldn't do any tricky sales sessions. That's when people start to feel like, oh, what are you trying to pull? (laughs) Yeah. So it's good. It's good to keep it simple. Yes. And I always uh, let them know ahead of time about all my collections. And during the consult, I go over all of those options with them. I send them their pricing menu, uh, investment menu before uh, their session. And they are able to, you know, to prepare, to have that time and not to be shocked if they are coming with their husbands. If I do family sessions or couple sessions, I always make sure that their husbands are aware of the investment menu as well. I don't want any surprises. I'm very open about what we charge and what they can get for each collection. I do feel like people still, um, you know, they, they have something in their mind that they are ready to spend that much. But when, <laughs> when they see their images, it appears they are almost always ready to spend more (laughs) because it's more about, you know, what you receive rather than what you actually spend. Because really Mm -hmm. in many years, you don't really remember those few thousand dollars that you've spent. Exactly. But you do remember and cherish those incredible images that you have in your folio box or in your album that are going to stay with you forever and they are going to stay for your children and where you have this incredible wall art on your wall. And this is, you know, we're trying to actually create art and art has its value. Yep. You're, that's, I love that you said that. It's such a, such a good point. You're not going to remember the money you spent. You're just not. I mean, if yeah. you think about like a, even a beautiful vacation that you've took that was really expensive or, you know, some jewelry that you have that's really important and special, just like photo, you don't focus on how much it costs years later. You're just happy you have it or happy you had that experience. So smart. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And uh, I've had clients actually uh, emailing me uh, in a while and saying, you know, that that was one of the best memories I have in my life. And this is what's staying with them. They do receive incredible products, but they also receive the experience and the memories that are staying with them for their life. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I do have a couple more questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Talking to a client (laughs) and finding out more about them and falling in love with them. I do have, you know, I, I know I repeat it a lot, but for me, it's very important to find that something special in them that will make me feel inspired to create for them. And I do want to find out more about them, more about who they are, more about who they um, even don't want to show that they are, but they are. 
<laughs> and something that is hidden within them. So each time I look at someone and I talk to them, uh, I'm sitting there and trying to look into their eyes and um, ask them, like, I don't ask them really, but inside me, I have this conversation, like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, I'm mm -hmm. curious. Who yeah. are you? What is your soul? What is your spirit? What is your essence? And I feel like this is the most important for me in order to be able to uh, photograph people. And I do yeah. do it um, for joy as well. So, you know, in 2019, there was a Portrait Masters uh, conference and Sue um, was talking about asking ourselves why we are doing what we are doing. And she said, I, I just remember this quote, like, just do it for joy. Otherwise, what's the point? And this is the most important too. You should feel joy while you're doing this and you should bring joy to those that you're doing it for. Yes, absolutely. That's so, so smart. So smart. Okay, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Um, differently. <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I, I love spending time with my family and my little one and uh, my husband and uh, going somewhere. I do love nature. Nature is something that helps me to recharge And I just love, you know, looking at the sky and at the leaves and feeling the wind on my skin. You know, this kind of like meditational things, they help me a lot. I love thinking a lot. I love writing poetry. I love um, reading and I love dreaming. It sounds weird, but I, I do you know, build, build, and you can call it either dreams or intentions. And intentions mm -hmm. is a, something that is different because dreams is something unrealistic while intentions is something you are actually going to do. But I feel like we still need dreams to always have something that, you know, you kind of feel like it might be real. You're not confident about it, but it's something that excites you so much. So you have intentions and real steps you should do in your near future, but you have, like, I have a dream to, you know, to go on Mars, for example. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. know it's probably non-realistic, but who knows? Maybe, you know, uh, it's going to sound weird, but I've had some out-of-body experiences, and I feel like You can do it in other ways, non-traditional ways, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, why not? You know, to have a really great, amazing goal like that, that excites you, who knows? And like you said, I don't think it's weird to have an out-of-body experience and it's cool. Yeah, it's it just adds to your experiences. And um, sometimes that's why I like to do at least one series of images for my clients that are a little more ethereal, if I can put it that way. So it's when I try to show the connection between the physical world and something that we can feel, but we can't really touch something that is unknown, but it's probably realistic. And it's, it's just interesting. I, I hate boring things. 
I'm sorry to say that, but I need <laughs> to okay. yeah, I need to make the world around me interesting because if it's boring, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. live like that. <laughs> yeah, well, Mars certainly wouldn't be boring. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. <laughs> awesome, very cool. All right, uh, number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? So <clears throat> I do love quotes a lot. And um, there's a quote that I've heard from one of my teachers. So I had a few spiritual teachers. And this quote helps me during my life. He said that as long as you're alive, you can change everything. And Mm. this helps me so much each time I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's a hard time. It's a very challenging time. I don't know sometimes what to do. And this happens because I'm not the one who always knows what to do. But I remember that quote and I'm like, I do can change. I'm still breathing. I still, um, you know, I have those incredible opportunities. I have my body to do things. I have my brains. I can think. I can be inspired. I can help people. I can feel joy. I start noticing, you know, different things like little cup of tea that brings me joy or that light on the wall, you know, that sunlight on that wall. And you're just, you know, see the magic in that. And you're like, yes, I can change everything. So this quote helps me a lot. But also I have one quote that I love. This was um, by Viktor Frankl. He was a... um, a psychologist who actually went through a concentration camp uh, during World War II. And he said that everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the lust of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And Mm -hmm. it means so much to me because... These two quotes actually help me, and I feel like they might help other people to feel the power within them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so empowering to think that, you know, obviously there are certain circumstances that we didn't cause or, you know, happening around us, but we get to choose how we react to it. We get to choose to make change within our power that will better our lives and, and to have that control and and empowerment is is just such a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And last question is, what would you tell people who are just starting out? I would tell them to find a reason to do what they do. And I would tell them to learn everything they can You know, I had another, I'm lucky to have incredible teachers. So I had one teacher uh, in Academy of Arts who told me once, you should learn all the possible sources of information. Don't trust any of them completely and make your own conclusions. So smart. So I feel like this is very important to not copy, but learn from the best, and then make something that is your own. 
because, you know, we can learn different types and different ways of moving forward in our artistry, in our business, but we are still having our own individual lives and our own individual ways of doing things, communicating with people, creating, feeling the world. And it's important to to really not concentrate on, oh, this neighbor does this, so I am going to do this. And you might feel different emotions when you know, you can get inspired by observing something that is absolutely amazing and you can learn lots and lots of incredible things and then create something that is your own. And it might take a lot of time, but when you know why you're doing it, it's going to always make sense for you. I love your passion so much. You're so wise. I I just love it. You have such amazing energy and just positive thinking and it's really refreshing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nikki. I I just, I feel like there's so much that we each day as humans go through and think about. And, um, you know, while building our businesses, we might feel like we are stuck at some points, Mm -hmm. but when you go into seeing the world a little more from the level of God, let's put it that way. I'm sorry if it's too much, but you know, I'm too much a little bit. No, that's but, okay. No, you know, no, no, no. Keep going. Yep. So when you try to look at everything from the level of God, you are not stuck anymore. And you still feel that, you know, that incredible power and interest to live and create something amazing and do something amazing. And while you're breathing, even if it's hard, you you feel that magic and it, it just fills your space and that makes you happy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for everything. And hey, where can people find you if they're looking for you online? I will be happy to see everyone who will be interested to ask me any questions or just want to look at what I do at uh, www.kami-photo.com or on my Instagram, uh, which is oksana.kami. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Will I see you at the Portrait Masters conference this year? Uh, unfortunately, not this year. I was coming to every and each conference that uh, we're done before, and I loved it so much. This year, I I feel like all the extra money I earn, I want to send to Ukraine. But hopefully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. next year, uh, I will be able to you know to join your incredible conference, and it, it's very inspiring to anyone who wants to get inspired, I really, really suggest to go. It just changes, it changes mindset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will miss you and hopefully next year will be better for sure. Yes. All right, my dear. Thank you again. And I will see you soon online and hopefully we'll see each other in person next year. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Nikki. Okay. You take care and all of my love and positive energy to your family. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? 
I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.